This is the DTV Digest, the podcast that brings you news and reviews of films which didn't make it to the cinema. And now, here's your host, Mike Parkin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the DTV Digest. I'm your host, Mike Parkin, and joining me as usual are Richard Halls. Hello, everyone. And Stephen Lockridge. Hello. This evening, a bit of a truncated show after the last couple where we seem to have swathes of reviews to do. Uh, Tonight, we're kicking off with VHS 99. um, And then we have The Killer, followed by our short shot, which is Skin and Bone, and our DTV throwback, which is Swelter. You'll learn more about those later. But first, let's crack on. Our first review, then, is VHS 99. Witness a hellish vision of 1999 as social isolation, analogue technology and disturbing home videos fuse into a nightmare of found footage savage. Savage? (laughs) Savage. Savagery. For God's sake. Savagery. How many many drinks do you have tonight? (laughs) None. I swear, I swear, officer. Okay, so guys, um, Steve, even um, yeah. see, I, I remember the the first VHS. Thought it was pretty good. Some good stories. The second yeah. one, I liked even more, mainly because of Gareth Evans' um, brilliant opening salvo in that film. Um, I think I've seen the third one, which was VHS ninety four. I think, I, um, or I might be thinking of a completely different. Um, anthology who knows um this one is an interesting mix it's it opens with with um an episode called shredding which is it's like a proto jackass group of people sort of videoing themselves doing sort of silly stuff playing in a band that sort of thing and then they do the um the old scooby-doo thing of um visiting a um disused place there's some uh, where a all-girl rock band died in a fire sort of three years previously um it does take a while to get going this one Um, and and i think your mileage will vary depending on um how much you like this kind of thing um how how did you find i mean we're just talking about the first story uh to kick off with steve right um uh, no i wasn't impressed with this one to be fair um, mm-hmm. it's one of them where the characters are, are, are knobs, basically. They are. Cow- well, there's a lot of cow- now. There, there are a lot of knobs in this in this anthology. It needs to be said. Yes, yes. There's there's lots of not literal knobs, but <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Living, walking, talking knobs. Yeah. It, yeah. The... <laughs> It just seemed to get very, very silly very, very quickly. It does, um, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, when, when the spooky thing happens and stuff, you think, okay, it's, yeah, and then... The ending, it just keeps it, going, just, doesn't it? That's the, that's the thing. It doesn't know when to end as a story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? And then the, it, they end it in the most stupidest way possible. Yeah, and I agree. To be honest... This is the one that seemed a bit too much with the, you know, the VHS concepts. Mm-hmm. You know, the, um, like, the, the, you know, the tapes being taped over and you can see what's in the background, you know. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the flashing, the tracking, the sorting out and stuff like that. It, it, to be honest, in this one, I think it was too much as well. I agree, yeah. Um, it was too much of a gimmick in this one. It, it, was, it was really sort of hammering at home too much, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's probably a better way of putting it. And, yeah, it, it wasn't scary. It very, got very silly very quickly. And I just don't think they really knew how to finish it. And they just decided to go with what they went with. And it's a bit, a bit daft, to be fair. It is a bit of a daft one. It did, it did have one effective moment because because the um, the drummer of the, of this group um, he he's really spooked out by what's happening by by them going to this place. You know he's he's 
I don't know, because of his cultural background, he's sort of really sort of got heebie-jeebies. And, and yeah. they play, uh, they do play a brilliant prank on him <laughs> when they start mm. playing and then suddenly all freeze. And I thought that was yeah. absolutely genius. That, that bit was really cool. Um, but yeah, it, the thing is, you know, spooky stuff happens. And then when it should cut out, it doesn't. It just keeps going. Yeah. And... You know, it it just becomes silly, and it's almost as if they went. Well, we went with all this trouble of doing all the makeup effects. Why waste it? You know, that's, yeah. that's kind of how it felt like. But but there you go. Let's move on to the next one, which was a lot more effective. Um, which is suicide bid. It's about a young mm-hmm. college girl who's trying to join this sorority. Now it's, it's called a suicide bid because uh, she she applies for this particular sorority. Um, but she makes it known that she's only applying for that sorority, whereas most people will do, you know, multiple in the hope of actually getting into one. But she, you know, she makes it known that it's like, well, it's it's this or none, you know, in the hope that they'll sort of like her dedication and, and put her through. But instead, she's put into this sort of hazing ritual of being buried alive in this in this cemetery. And as as luck would have it. Um, the last girl they tried to do this to also met, met an untimely um, end. And and I think this one's very, um, it is very effective because it, not yeah. only do you have that sort of claustrophobic element, you know, she's in, in, in this coffin, they're putting the bloody, I mean, this is stupid, you know, putting, you know, they, they fill in the grave. Um, they've given her this, this box to say, if you get spooked out, open the box, you'd be fine, or something, and it's full of spiders, which is yeah. really bad. I mean, um, this this was the effective one for me because it's got mm. quite enclosed spaces and spiders, so I was like, shit. Mm. Um, <laughs> but yeah. the way... This is this is the one that impressed me the most, to be fair. This is the one that worked for me. Mm. Um, because, you know, it, you do it stories about hazing groups and stuff like oh, that loads and, yeah yeah well yeah. we watched a film last year about it didn't we that, that um that kid got dying which was based on a true story i think yeah 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 and it works well you, you know you actually again you hate the characters except mm. the, the girl in the coffin but it mm. does work this one it actually did speak me quite a bit yeah. and the ending as well. I thought the ending was very effective. Um, yeah. It's nice and simple. No dicking about. Just gets on with it. And it worked. Yeah. yeah. I, I totally agree with this one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very yeah. good. Very good one. Uh, move, moving on to Ozzy's Maze. Now, I must admit, um, part of this worked for me because who hasn't seen a Nickelodeon game show? Full of gunge yeah. and all the rest of it, you know that, that side of it. I was, t- yeah, I was like, yep, that, that's nineteen ninety nine, Nickelodeon. You know, <laughs> just just finished Rugrats and straight into some weird, you know, sort of game show kind, yeah. kind of scenario. That was fine. The prize on offer is it's like a Wizard of Oz wish, basically, isn't it? I think. Yeah. And, and the le- and the lengths that the um, the contestants go to 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 win are pretty freaky. And and um, I, I must admit, I I did like the way it sort of switches. But by the end of it, you're thinking, why the hell would they offer this on a kids' yeah. game show? <laughs> you know, it, it's just just too bizarre. Um, well, it's it's like know, one of them. Um, kind of reminds me of that bit in Wayne's World where he says the kids keep bumping quarters in to get mm. to, to get to the next level, but there isn't a next level. You know, it's like would would it be something oh, yeah. like that where, the, where nobody ever wins? A bit like what's it called, At Takeshi's Castle? I've never seen oh, yeah, anyone yeah. win on that ever. You know, no, I mean, that kind, exactly. that kind but, of thing. Yeah, but 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 why 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 would they offer that prize? You know, that particular thing that we find out about. Why on earth is that linked to a kid's show? That's yeah, what's, exactly. that's the, you know, that's so bizarre. Um, yeah. But I did like the ending, that final shot. I thought that was spot on. Because um, well, it, it, it spoke volumes. You know, that the final bit right at the end when it sort of freeze frames 
on 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 the girl's face. I thought that that look speaks volumes of what she's yeah, been through. It, it just went a bit fucking really weird. Oh, it's didn't cr- it? it's crazy. It's all over the love, place. Yeah, love crafting at the end, you know. And I'm like, mm. what? Where, where's yeah. that come? Well, that's from? what I mean. That's what I mean. How how does that link to a kids' game show that's televised? Yeah. yeah. You know? But there you go. Anyway, crazy one that one, um, but entertaining. Um, this is probably the most difficult one. Um, the Gorkers. Uh, now, it, all the way through yeah. uh, the, this thing, we have these um, pretty cool stop motion um, things with, with like toy soldiers and stuff. And then for this one, it sort of pulls back, and we see who's behind it. Yeah, and it's, it's this guy and his older brother and his friends. You know, they're all about fifteen or sixteen in nineteen ninety nine, pre internet. You know, really, you know, <laughs> pre Pornhub, and they are desperate for some boobage, um, and they start fixating on their their gorgeous neighbour, um, and then convince this, you know, the younger brother to go and put a spy camera in 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 um, on on a computer and all this sort of stuff, um, but yeah. things don't turn out quite the way they expect, which is again, you know, it's, <clears> it's a nice sort of twist, a bit like the babysitter, I guess. Um, mm. But yeah, but the kids are. Oh my god! I, I wanted to kick their door down and just give them a good slapping each, you know, all the way through. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh Jesus! But yeah, yeah. But, I mean, mm. what <clears throat> what kind of impressed me with this one is how to put it without spoiling it. What the woman actually turns out to. Who the woman turns out to be? Yes, shall we say? that was really cool. Yeah, so especially when you when you realise what you're seeing in the garden is, you know, yeah, uh, there's certain things in the garden which at first you think well, that's quite innocuous, a bit, but a little bit weird, and then at the end of it, again, oh my god, no, understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's pretty cool. Yeah, good one. Um, and finally, we have. Uh, an episode called To Hell and Back, which is about a videographer who's filming, he, you know, he's documenting a satanic ritual. Yeah. Um, and he and this other character get sucked into basically the hell dimension that the demon's supposedly coming from. Um, yeah. It's a lot of running around. It's, it's, it could have been a lot shorter, this one. There are some nice yeah. ideas, and I did like the way it ended, I must admit. Um, yeah. When he when he writes the name in the book, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, and, and I did like when when they came back and one of them's in the wrong body and that sort of stuff that works. But um, yeah, it's it's just too much running around. Yeah, it's for, a bit... for, for, for for a vignette like this, it's it's too much. Yeah, let's run around the desert for twenty minutes and mm. I, this one it didn't do anything for me. To be fair, whatsoever, it was just. Mm. Running around in the dark with a, a leg being thrown at you now and again. Or yeah, spooky exactly. And, you know, yeah, just a bit flat, that one. I agree. Um, it's, it's, it's too long for something good. It has its moments. Like it starts off well and it ends well. It's just the middle mm. of it is way too long for what it is. Um, yeah. But other than that, I mean, as, as um, a whole, Steve, I mean, what would you, how do you rate this? Um, I'd be honest, I'd give it a five. Yeah. To be fair, yeah, the only one that really speak me or I enjoyed was the second one. Yeah, the, you know, the suicide bid. Yeah, the others were all a bit either a bit silly or a bit daft or too long. You know, it, mm. it's always the way that to me with anthologies. You get like normally you'll get a couple of decent, decent ones and then a couple of crap ones. You know, like filler. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> What was, the, what was the one we watched last year we didn't realise was going to be? Uh, Can you remember, Rich? The um, I, I, It's the one I missed, I remember. Uh, yeah, I anyway. Recall, I can't recall at the moment, sorry. Yeah, no, yeah. that's all right. Put you on the spot, mate. <laughs> out, of, out of the 200 films we reviewed last year, Rich. Can yeah, you remember the one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm. I think I'm going to lean into a six for this one. It, it does have its issues. Um, I think it overplays the whole. Oh, it's a videotape. You see, you mm. know, people have overtaped, over uh, recorded over it, and the tracking and all that sort of stuff. It's a bit overdone, you know. 
for someone who's actually lived through VHS, um, I think well, yeah, we'll know, you, you it, know what I mean? It's like, it wasn't that bad, was it, really? It wasn't, it wasn't as bad as the Make It Out, unless, you know, no. maybe the Americans had it worse, who knows? <laughs> but, I mean, certainly in good old Britain, we, <laughs> we did have this shoddy quality. Um, yeah, so there's, there's definitely um, two that I really liked, two which were halfway there, had, had their moments, and then one which, unfortunately, you know, it was just too much in your face kind of, kind of yeah. thing. <laughs> so a six from me and a five from Steve. Is this the, is this the fourth or the fifth in the series now? I think it's, I think it's the fourth, isn't it? Well, you've got VHS, VHS two, then viral. then it jumped to ninety four. Oh, viral! That was the one I'm missing. Yeah. So, so yeah, so this is the fifth. Yeah. Yeah, ninety four in this one. Okay, so there you go. Um, yeah, not not the strongest of the, of the series, that's for sure. Probably not the weakest either. Um, but if you're if you're a fan, there's definitely stuff here to like. Go check it out. Our next review is the killer. A retired hitman agrees to take care of a teenage girl, but when she becomes involved with unsavory people, he has to rescue her. Um, this is directed by Jane Ho Jae Hoon Choi and stars Jang Hyuk, both of whom um, were the director and star of The Swordman, um, or Swordsman, um, which was my film of 2021, I believe. It's 21? Yeah, 2021. Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, so it, it's got to be no surprise, guys, that I absolutely love this, but more on that later. Steve, how did you get on with the hit? Sorry, how did you get on with the killer? I really enjoyed this, actually. Um, so it started off, you know, a bit like John Wick, it's just going through taking everyone, and then you get about three quarters of the way through, there's a little twist, a little bit more of a twist. And then the final twist at the end, which to me was like something out of Old Boy. And mm. I was really shocked at what happened. But yeah, it's, it's great. I mean, the, act, the action is great. The fighting is great. His performance was boring on hilarious, just the way how mm. cool and calm and collected he is. And. Yeah, it's just really, really enjoyable, this one. Um, probably one of the best ones I've seen this year so far, to be fair. Hmm. Um, Rich, so, so I mean, you weren't a fan of The Swordsman. It, it wasn't your sort of genre. Um, did, did this one appeal to you more? Oh, yeah. I mean, this is more in, in my wheelhouse. I, won't, I don't think I loved it as much as you guys, um, but, I could, you know, I'm, I'm an action fan. I love all this sort of stuff. Um, this is a very straightforward plot, very well executed action. Um, it's got all it, it it ticks all the boxes, but it's just something about it that you know I wasn't wholly on board with. Uh, I don't know what it was. I can't really put my finger on it. Uh, it's very stylishly shot, like you say. The John Wick was influenced by films of these kinds, um, yeah. so there's, there's sort of a circular thing going on, I think. But the I can definitely see why people are drawing. You know, I'm not, not just talking about what, you know, you guys are saying, but the, um, you know, the marketing and everything, it's all sort of pushing it. I well, mean, it's yeah, those sort of neon colours. And... Exactly. If you, if you look at the, the UK Blu-ray cover for this, it is definitely gone the John Wick kind of um, colour scheme, you know, that sort of yeah. purple and all the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. And the movie has that, you know, it's it, the character is, like, you know, it is the same basic bare bones sort of plot, uh, you know, retired assassin comes out you know just you know starts uh, shooting everyone and, and more uh, the um uh i think the what what i found quite interesting was it is the the, the action is very fluidly done uh, you know uh, but the the character himself is quite un unique he's 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 almost robotic you you've mentioned about how calm and collected he is he, he he's literally kind of so passive and emotionless he just responds with like instinctively and it's yeah. all it's it's not i mean it's kind of 
it's uh, almost like muscle memory, isn't it? Basically? Yeah, it's like it's like a, it's like an afterthought. It's, it's like not even it's not even barely worth mentioning. You know, it's like yeah. so. You know, it's almost like he's <laughs> completely blasé about the whole thing, but he's just responding in a very efficient fashion. Um, mm. He's definitely got very little disregard for human life. Uh, you know, regarding you know any sort of, you know the sort of people he's encountering. Um, so you know, he doesn't flinch to 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 kill to kill people left, right, and center and stuff. Um, but there's just something about his 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 face just doesn't seem to move and stuff when he's when he's doing these things. It's really uh, unusual, I think. And I'm not saying that I, I'm, I think that might be like a stylish choice that they've gone for. That this is the character, and that's quite unique. It makes it stand out uh, yeah. from like John. I mean, even John Wick's you know cool, calm, and collected and so. But there's some you know you can see sort of. Uh, you know, uh, reactions and facial movements yeah. and stuff. Whereas this guy is almost like there's a, a sort of, yeah. There's there's a melancholy to John Wick, there isn't there? You know, mm. there's the two sides. You know, what drove him back into the thing? Yeah. In the first oh, side, absolutely. Also, yeah. there's that sort of reluctance as well as you know. Exactly, and this is a different kind of reluctance. Yeah. This is kind of a <sighs> kind of reluctance. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's just going right. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 And it's only because of it, you know, it's it's he's looking after his wife's uh, uh, friend's daughter, it, yeah. friend's daughter, yeah. and he's just like, yeah. and he's just like, oh, all right then, okay, fine, because <laughs> because he loves his wife and he wants to keep her happy and stuff. I don't know if she know. I didn't quite gather whether she knew the kind of man that he was because they never really sort of dwell on it. It's mm. just sort of um, she just goes away at the beginning of the movie, uh, and then yeah, I mean. There's a lot of action in here. There's, there's a lot of really, you know, proper. I mean, this is well in keeping with the sort of Korean style that we've seen. Mm. Uh, the the same kind of, you know, unarmed and armed, you know, sort of, you know, implements and you know, swords or you know, uh, axes and stuff getting thrown around or whatever. Mm. Um, uh, it's got the sort of stylistic stuff leaning a bit towards something like a villainess, but thankfully not going yeah. down that route because I really don't like villainess or, or that kind of, which again, sort of John Wick, you know, villainess was one of those films which mm. ended up in, influencing the John Wick series. And stuff. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of back and forth, I think, between a lot of these films that's mm -hmm. happening, which is quite interesting to observe. Um, it's a nice brisk, I think it's around 90 minutes, 95 minutes, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. which is refreshing because we've seen a lot of, I mean, Project Wolf Hunting we saw recently was really good. I like that yeah. a lot, but that was two hours. You know, um, John, John Wick. You... John Wick's going to be two hours forty or something ridiculous like that. Yeah, it's it? nearly. So, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it's like two. Yeah, two hours forty, two hours forty, two hours fifty, something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so the it's quite nice that this one's a bit shorter. Say, Bad City, which was Japanese, was um, mm -hmm. two hours as well. So two hours and whatever is becoming fairly standard. So action mm -hmm. movies always used to be an hour and a half. So it's actually nice to see one that actually is uh, around that mm -hmm. length. Um, so yeah. I, I maybe feel I feel like I should love it more than I did. I say I liked it; it was fine, but it's kind of uh, in one in an in and out sort of thing. It's it's like part. <laughs> it's 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 not a favorite. It was fine. Uh, I can certainly appreciate the the um, the choreography and everything. Unfortunately, IMDb is very lame on the uh, the credits for this one, so I can't yeah. find out who did the who was the action choreographer or anything about this one. Um, I've been trying to find it in articles uh, so far without any yeah. success. I do know the uh, interesting the 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 guy who's the lead. I had seen in it, seen him in a movie before. Uh, mm. Jack was it Jang uh, Jang Hyuk? Jang Hyuk. He yep. was he was in a film called Dance of the Dragon. I really Jason want to see that. Scott Funny Lee. enough. Funny enough. I'm as as we're chatting. I, um, the trailer for that is playing on IMDb, mm. and I really really want to see it now. <laughs> So yeah, it's 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 kind of it looks it, it, looks good fun. it was in two thousand eight. It's got a right. so it's kind of leaning into a martial arts movie a little mm. bit, but it's very much a dance movie. It yeah, yeah, focuses yeah. purely on on the dance and, mm. and that. But yeah, it's Jason Scott. It was it's a Singaporean film, uh, mm. and it's uh, so and it stars. It's I believe shot in English. Got James Jason Scott Lee. Got um. Mm. Uh, some other people have noted in it. Uh, it's definitely a curio to to worth uh, you know to seek yeah. out. I think it's it's it. I think it came. I think it might have had a UK DVD release at some point. But anyway, so that was the only thing I'd seen him in, uh, and he still looks very young. So, so I mean, I know there's a whole thing in the movie about how old he is and <laughs> whatnot. Um, but uh, yeah, in I guess 
yeah, in that he must have only been in like 30 uh, or something and now he's, but yeah, he's, he's still quite youthful. And uh, yeah, it's fine. I am um, definitely worth checking out and probably one to, you know, if you, if you've got a Blu-ray player, you're going to, you're gonna, you, you know, that, that's going to probably be the most rewarding presentation of it. Yeah. Well, my, my Blu-ray is already on order for this. It, like the, the Swordsman, I got about halfway through watching it and I just ordered it, you know, thought, nope, this is, this is going on in the collection. Um, Did the Hypnosis yeah. ever come out, which was the film the director made between? I'm not sure, actually. Because that was, um, Swordsman was made in 2020, and then he, he yeah. did this one last year, but bit, uh, in 2021 he did one, say, The Hypnosis or Hypnosis. Hypnosis. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting, he seems to be, he's not tied to a particular kind of genre, you know, he's he's try, he's, yeah. he's he's kind of a, an intro, it seems like quite an interesting director, he's sort of picking quite varied projects, um, still sort of, you know, focusing on some action, but, you know, horror and, you know, period and all kind of different different stuff he's definitely got a, a good eye you know he's uh, he's probably one of the sort of leading directors in in career at the moment i would say i'd say so yeah, yeah. so so this is um you know it, it came out in the states last year so so a lot of uh, twitter friends have been going on about it for ages um so, so i was really happy that um cine cine asia uk picked it up for um, release over here and it, it did not disappoint for me. Um, I, I really enjoyed this. I don't think it's going to end up being my favourite film of the year. Um, you know, we're only in March. <laughs> so, so, so I'm pretty sure we're going to come across something amazing in the in the next eight months. But um, you know, this, this did everything I, I wanted it to, for sure. And it did give us an interesting spin on the um, the old, you know, what what I call the like, the, the sleeping tiger sort of archetype. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the guy who, um, you know, he just wants to be left alone, but if you're going to mess with him, you know, you're know, you going to mess around and find out kind of kind of scenario. Yeah. Um, it builds nicely. We get the, the those sort of punk-ass kids, first of all, and then it sort of builds up, you know. Then, then we get the Spetsnaz um, guy coming into it, um, who is a pretty formidable guy. We had a little uh, bit of in media res at the start, didn't we? We did, yeah. And I'm having to dock at a point. I'm, I'm having to dock at a point. But um, what we do get is something which is quite different in that he, you know, his character is he's married for one thing. He loves his wife, and it, the, the the most um, the most significant line in the film is towards the end for me when he turns around to somebody and says. Um, I get very sensitive when people involve my wife and what I do, you know, yeah. and, and that really, really did resonate, you know, from everything you're saying. And I think somebody else sort of says, oh, you, you know, you're scared of your wife. And he said, no, I'm scared of losing her, you know. Um, and, and then the fact that he, he turns up at the end when you, you know, at, uh, at the beach, I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah, it, it, it works really well for me. It It's, you know, it is a different kind of character to, what we saw in something like the man from nowhere you know um this 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 guy he he wants to be a loner but he, he can't you know and there's, there's certain things that happen which sort of resonate with him what you know choices he made in the past so so it sort of pushes him but um the little things that he does like when he when he gives the girl a load of money at the beginning and then it turns out it also slipped in a tracker into into a purse i thought that was really smart uh you know just little things like that i just thought were really really cool yeah, so I, I thoroughly enjoyed this. So I'm looking forward to getting hold of the Blu-ray and watching it. Properly. I just realised Bruce Kahn was in the cast. Oh yeah, uh, Bruce uh, from uh, Revenger on uh, Netflix. Oh, he yeah. was the character Yuri. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, as, as Steve said, you know, when when you find out who's actually sort of behind what's going on, you know, it is sort of a bit of a kick in the teeth sort of thing. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's 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 really cool. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed it, and yeah, it all, all works as far as I'm concerned. So there you go. And on that note, guys, how are we going to score it? Over to Steve. I'm giving it an eight. Mm-hmm. And Rich, seven from me. Hmm. Now, I was going to give this a nine, but I am going to have. I mean. I think I was going to give it a nine and not a 10 because let's face it, 
you know, I mean, as I said, it's a sleeping tiger archetype. We've seen loads of these, you know, this this kind of character. Um, so, so it loses a point for originality. Um, and I am going to have to dock it a point for in media res. It is completely unneeded, you know. So it's an eight for me. So there we are, two eights and a seven for the killer. Um, coming out from Cine Asia UK on Blu-ray. And, you know, available online as, as usual. And we heartily recommend you go check it out. Our short shot this week is Skin and Bone. A drifter begins suffering horrifying visions after taking a job on a secluded farm. Wow, is all I'll say for now, Steve. Over to you. Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I didn't get this at all. Um, it's basically two under between Amanda Seyfried and I, I don't know who the guy was, to be fair. Mm -hmm. um, oh. Who is it, Rich? Thomas Sadowski is his name. Right, okay. okay. I just found it a bit weird, to be fair. I don't know. I, you know, a horse shouting at him and him being covered I don't, I don't know where the blood came from or anything like that it was to be fair I think it's more of a mood piece than anything that's going to make sense shall we say because it, it, it really did throw me I didn't have a clue what the hell was going on uh, it looked nice shot well that's actually acted quite well but just made no sense to me at all didn't get it uh, Rich yeah, I'm more on your side, Mike. I, I was really impressed uh, by this. I, I mean, yeah, it, it does, like so many things, it's doing things that we've seen before. Um, but I think it does it really well. I think it's really interesting. Um, it's, I almost want, it's the kind of movie I, I almost don't want to say much about it because it, it, I think it will spoil it. So I think, mm. you know, if you don't want to know anything about it, uh, I'm not going to spoil it, but I'm going to say stuff. So I'll, if, stop it now and just watch it if you if if you don't want yeah. you know any 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 same yeah. mood. But what I will say is, it's a it's a dramatic horror movie. It, it is a horror movie, but the horror is very slight, very tangential. It's all about the um the sort of building of the tension and the sort of draw mm. the draw. It's more feels more dramatic uh, and you know the sense of uh, dread and it's it's quite a slow burn. It's about sixteen minutes. But it's 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 all about uh, the interactions, the sort of unnerving interactions between um, between the two characters. Amanda Seyfried's mm. brilliant. I mean, there's, she does this bit where she's playing a, a song and singing beautifully, yeah. uh, which is really nice. Sort of, uh, it's not. I wouldn't say you know dramatic entirely unse not unsettling in what she's doing, but there's something just not quite right that you're sort of getting an inkling about. Yeah. And then there's- It's when there's you listen, sort of... listen to the lyrics and it's like, oh yeah. my God. <laughs> yeah, and then there's the sort of the nightmarish visions that, that are happening. It's, it's, it reminds me of a couple of things I've seen, but I can't mm. put my finger on what they were, but I will say um, the, you know, Amanda Seyfried's great. I mean, fantastic to see her in a little in a little film like this. She's yeah. uh, she the director used to be her assistant, uh, and uh, so they and she's worked. I think she's worked in some of his shorts before. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, that's quite it, it, it great. That you know, it's quite interesting. That really draws you in. You know, you've got this sort of star power there. Um, we were talking about John Wick earlier, uh, you know, it's sort of tangentially relating to the killer, but we've got a cast member from John Wick in this one. Uh, Thomas Sadowski was in John Wick 1 and 2 uh, as a oh. character called Jimmy. Uh, so I thought that was quite interesting, looking up his IMDb. And the... Um, um, yeah, he he plays it really... He's, quite, he's, say, this drifter. He's got like a... He's, um, uh, he's got Glass like a milky eye. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah so... And I don't think it's glass eye. I think it's like a it's like a milky mm, sort yeah, of fine, yeah, yeah. fine damaged eye. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, you don't you don't get a huge amount of background to either of the characters. Uh, you just sort of you're trying to you're, you're sort of carried along with them, and sort of he, he he's sort of 
he's a stranger. We don't know if we can trust him. Who's, you know, he's, he's, he the threat? Is he the bad guy? Whatever. Is, is there something wrong with him? We don't know. Is there something wrong there? You know, is it a haunted housey sort of situation or something? Mm. We don't know. Uh, you could flesh this out if you want, if they wanted to. I don't think it's not made as a proof of concept, but it's got that kind of uh, style. But I think I might get, a, if they stuck with that kind of, uh, artistic sort of poetic style that the film has i don't know if i could manage that for the full 90 minutes or or, or whatever so i think it telling this kind of story in a very succinct fashion like this and i thought the, the ending worked really nicely almost like um not you know like the horror equivalent of like twilight zone i can't think of hmm. what there is but the, you know that there's yeah. there's we've seen lots of things like this where there's a, a dramatic sort of surprise sort of turn you know sort of sci-fi is it's most one mm -hmm. you know twilight zone and stuff is probably the best example that i can think of yes. uh, for this kind of thing yeah it's, it's very very well worth watching it sort of sits somewhere between the style of um sort of 824 and Ty west for me you know mm -hmm. as you say because it, it has that sort of like that build-up of of atmosphere Mm. Um, that sort of nightmarish quality, you know, that unease, as, as you say, uh, and and sort of two very solid performances. Um, you know, watch this on a good sound system because because the audio is awesome. It's it's you know the, the way it sort of builds is great, um, and and just that image of you know when, when he wakes up, it's like you can see me, right? You know, <laughs> and, and then you sort of realize what's going on. Um, I thought that was absolutely superb. I think you're right. It, if, if this was to be fleshed out into like a full film, a full feature, you would expect things to have to start to escalate after a certain point. Mm -hmm. You know, you couldn't sustain this for 90 minutes um, without a lot of repetition. I think you, you would have to sort of, you know, t take this and then, you know, maybe this. Oh, you'd have to add a whole. You'd that, have to add a then, whole. Thing on it you'd have, you know yeah. you'd have to build it in, in you know you could not keep it at this scale it would right. have to you know there'd have to be revelations and you know you know mm. discoveries and you know investigations yeah. and you know the answers yeah. other characters you know. coming in and all that sort of stuff mm. really. so you know yeah. yeah all that sort of stuff um I, I did like what we got though you know that when, mm. when he finds the cemetery and then he's talking about it at dinner you know he finds out that actually you know the all women um sort of in the graves and that sort of thing I thought it was very interesting, and I, I, I love the the callback to the beginning as well. When you know, because the first thing you see, you know, you think, okay, uh, but then you sort of see what happens at the end, and you go, ah, right, got it. You know, it all clicks clicks very nicely. But yeah, the, I I was really taken with this. It it, it feels, you know, um, as you, you know, you say we've come across kind of stuff like this but at the same time it does feel quite unique um the director was eli powers i think eli yeah. powers yeah um i'm definitely gonna have to sort of check out some of his other shorts i think but um very very good stuff definitely worth checking out um we don't score you know, the uh, shorts but as usual we put a link in the footnotes and we certainly recommend you go check them out <laughs> Our DTV throwback this week is Swelter. Ten years after their casino heist, four escaped convicts trace their former partner to a desert town where he is now a lawman with no memory of his criminal past. <clears throat> um, interesting cast for this one. You know, we, we've, we've got Jean-Claude Van Damme in a small role. We've got Lenny James as um, our sh sheriff. Um, and then a couple of other characters sort of coming in. We've got Alfred Molina in there as well. Um, it's an interesting mix. It's it's weird to see Jean Claude in, in such a um, sort of muted role. You know, it's it, it's he, yeah. he's very much in the background. He doesn't do anything really, <laughs> but he he's he's one of these. He, he could almost see him as part of uh, Robert De Niro's gang in Heat. You know, he, he's that sort of quiet professional sort of kind, yeah. kind of character, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which, which I must admit, I, I, like, I liked him for that, but I just wish he had something to do, you know, even within the sort of confines of the film. Um, I did like this a lot. However, what 
I didn't like was the flashbacks. The flashbacks yeah. looked and sounded awful. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it almost felt like they were shot separately, like, almost like an afterthought. Um, yeah, I, I, I did not like that element of the film at all. Oh, that's uh, how that was. That was at the start, wasn't it? It, was like, it, it well, wasn't looking good. The, yeah, the, the start. Well, it, it, well they right. come back. It, to that, I think they they do. They come back in the middle. You know, when he, when he finds out a bit more about what happened. Um, there are there's a lot I do like about this, but it just feels it almost feels like there's just too many characters. Um, you know, the 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 the, the main four bad guys. Um, they don't really get enough to do before no. you know at the end is is just too many it's just jumping around too much for my for my liking but you know th there's some stuff here which is actually pretty decent Steve, how did you get on with swelter um yeah i was a bit not too impressed with that like i said the, the flashbacks were awful but not just that i'm also like the big bar scene as well mm and it seemed a lot of it was just too dark. I couldn't see what was going on at the time. I don't know if it's a transfer, you know, onto Prime or whatever, but it just seemed... And the editing as well, I didn't like the mm. editing style as well. Um, which, which I was gutted about, really, because I love Lenny James. I think he's great. Mm. Um, especially, like, The Walking Dead and stuff like that. And there's this thing that's got me. It's called Save Me as well, which I've seen a few episodes of. Um, yeah. So yeah, I was a bit underwhelmed to be fair. Um, I thought the concept was quite good, but like you say, they don't really get anything. They they just come into town, see it's in, and they just try throwing all these western tropes on it as well. You know, yeah. like they, you know, the church and what they do, the church and the, the ending. You know, it just seemed very, very contrived mm. in a way you know um and like i say van damme he doesn't even do anything you know he's literally flirts for some barmaid and that's about it you mm. know yeah, so yeah underwhelmed to be fair mm -hmm. um rich you, you um you curated this one <laughs> we said we sent you packing to go find something to watch and this is what you came up with um <laughs> How do you go on with this? Had you had you heard of this one before as as a Van Damme fan? I, was, I mean, yeah, I was very aware of it, but I've just never never got round to watching it. So it's always been yeah. sort of one of those things at the back that I've been curious about. Um, it did. See, the thing is with Van Damme in this, I kind of like the fact that they don't lean into him too much. That mm, he is allowed yeah. to be kind of part of the ensemble. Uh, he's kind he's, of more. I think yeah. they're trying to do a bit like of a he's the Dean Martin of the group kind of thing or something. I don't know, but he's the, he's kind of like smooth and he's uh, the more reasonable. So some of the others are like way too hot headed and getting into trouble and stuff. And he's just, yeah. he's, he's not so much about stopping them, but you know, he's more, he's more about like not getting too involved. Um, but he, you know, he will get involved and, you know, they're sort of, they are sort of a type uh, a group and although they've been separated because they've been in prison and stuff, but the, yeah, I mean, one of the first shots of the movie is him, so there is a little bit of that. But soon the film sort of settles down and he is allowed to just sort of be uh, a supporting player. And I kind of I kind of like that that mm. they weren't trying... that he was, he was sort of given some space to sort of breathe and just be there, really. And, and I quite... And yes, okay, I think they've sort of indulged him a little bit by giving him a sort of a redemption. Not, so, not redemption, but sort of... Oh, he's not the he's not so bad. He's one of the not so yeah, bad yeah. bad guys, if you see what I mean. And um, so that was quite interesting. Um, but the yeah, it's an ensemble. Lenny James is kind of one of the main. It's very much a kind of an ensemble thing in the town as well. There's there's like you say, there's a lot of characters. It really reminded me a lot. I know this is this came first because this was 2014, but it reminded me a hell of a lot of Payder, which was the what uh, the Luke Goss film with Val Kilmer which was also about mm. a bunch of crooks in the desert looking for some money. Uh, there's a lawman trying to stop them, you know, kind of thing. It's uh, fairly, fairly typical stuff. And also with 
Uh, I think Pader also had the kind of title card introductions for the characters. Yes, it did. This one annoyed me. Yeah, I remember. Um, They weren't really necessary again, were they? (laughs) You don't care. You don't care what they're called. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, that that what particular one had that really nice overhead photography of the um, the 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 palm trees, you know, um, Mm -hmm. which which was really striking, which really worked because they had that shootout towards the end. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I did like Pader more than this. I think what's interesting, the thing about this one is that, as Steve said, they're very much leaning into uh, it as a like a neo Western at times. You know, it's kind of the black hat. It's almost almost like a high noon. It would be yeah, sort of a, yeah. That's what came to my mind. Yeah, yeah. But it's also like what you were saying earlier, talking about like the killer and stuff. It's that sleeping tiger thing again, isn't it? Uh, mm. It's a variation on that in that he's he's kind of. He sort of knows that he's, he doesn't have a memory, but he knows he's quite skilled at, at, at gunfighting gun or whatever, but he doesn't want to touch guns. It's, it's kind of, a, he's he's the sheriff, but he doesn't carry a gun yeah. kind of thing. A um, bit like what they did with The Rock in the rundown, you know, he's like, bad things happen when I've got guns, you know, I don't want to be anywhere. I'm trying to move, I'm trying not to be that guy anymore, you know, and then, and this, yeah. you know, is sort of leading towards that sort of confrontation. Um uh, the funny thing about the sort of ensemble cast sort of um, desert setting Jean-Claude Van Damme thing is that also brings to mind the film Desert Heat, which uh, Van Damme was the lead of. And that was kind of a, um, that was more of a straightforward action, but still with sort of these, you know, the community, one you know, set against, you know, um, the criminal gangs or whatever, um, which I thought was quite interesting. because It reminded was me of the end of Roadhouse. Yeah. A very, very similar sort of ending. In that, in that way, yeah. Um, so I like the cast. Cast was okay, but it was I was more interested in kind of Van Damme, Lenny James. Lenny, Lenny, uh, Lenny James is one of those guys who does such a good American accent that you know I think he, he he's he's at the top of the, the top of the list. You know, there's a, there's a lot of people. Look, there's a lot of Brits working in America doing American mm. accents that it you know they seem to you know they get by. They get car you know. Uh, Hugh Laurie being an example, they get cast in in major series or whatever. But I just don't think their American accents are really that mm. convincing to me. Um, but it's probably because um, you already I mean, know that he's British, you know. Maybe, uh, uh, yeah. yeah. But Lenny James, I could watch him, and I was, yeah. I was, I was, I was trying to think, isn't he British though? And I was like, because <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not overly familiar with his work, you see. Wasn't he? So in, um, wasn't he in Line of Duty? Yeah. Yeah. Season two, I think. I might admit first one, yeah. actually. Yeah. yeah. I know he's been in a lot of stuff, but I don't think I've seen him in a, in much. Mm-hmm. I'm not actually... I mean, I've never watched Walking Dead and all that, so the I'm, I don't, I'm not overly... I thought maybe he'd done a Steven Seagal film, but I'm not... Sh- I don't think he did. I think I might, maybe I was thinking of someone else, but no, he's he's good. He, he is good. He's got a good mm-hmm. presence. Um, Alfred Molina gets to be... Gets to, you know... His, now, he does a really good American accent. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty good. At times, he sort of goes in and out. Sometimes, I think Alfred Molina is one of those guys who, who sort of sometimes his accent's really good, and other times it doesn't quite come off. But he he has played a lot of Americans in his yeah, career. Yeah. He's kind of gone all over uh, Doctor Octopus and everything. He's um he's a great character actor though. Um, yeah. and but there was a there was an element to me of do we really need that character and stuff i don't know it sort of brings color and stuff to the mm. to the movie and there's there's relationships and so, well, he gets stuff. all the good lines you know he gets all yeah, the, 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 the good dialogue yeah so, yeah um, but i think the film is sort of a bit um a little bit all over the place not quite settled um, yeah, I, I agree it, yeah yeah but it's 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 interesting but i do think Pader was a better version of the same story even though that itself was not a perfect film by any means mm. yeah Totally agree, and and more likable characters on that one, I think. Hmm. I think that, that was the issue here is to say, you know, just about everyone's unlikable. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I think the problem with that casino heist bit is one, they didn't have the budget to shoot uh, the heist scene <laughs> in mm. Vegas yeah. or anywhere. They didn't. It wasn't a, a the film's budget didn't stretch to convincing locations and everything for that part. And you got the added problem of. It's supposed to be ten years ago, so they're they're supposed to be a lot younger, and they can't actually show any of them because mm. uh, yeah. they can't, you know, uh, they haven't got actors to sort of match up with them and things. Anyway, it's, that that part does. I don't know. I think it would have been better if they'd have not shown it and sort of just yeah 
mentioned it, yeah. like alluded exactly. to it. Maybe added that to the mystery. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, what what's happening here is, oh, it's um, you know, that it's they're getting the band back together and going looking for this um, cash. <coughs> but the um, oh, I would say the bit where they escape. There's a bit where they blow a hole in the side of um, uh, the, the chapel, cha- the prison chapel. Yeah. yeah, which I thought was pretty cool. A uh, little moment. Um, uh, Van Damme gets this sort of big gun moment and that, mm. but uh, it's not an action movie. It's it's got action. It's got some action in it, but it is it's more of a it's more of a thriller, but like a slow burny kind of. Uh, mm. It's yeah. It's yeah. it's. I think that's why it's not one of those. It's not particularly well known, and even the Van Damme fans like myself haven't really seen it because it's kind of like one of those films that's never really built any kind of reputation. And I kind of can't. And I can kind of see why. Yeah. Um, but it's a curio for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it it's not terrible. It's it's not even bad. But um, it, it's it's not particularly great either. It's sitting on Amazon Prime in the UK. Um, and a decent print. I mean, what when was it? Two thousand four. Two thousand fourteen. This was made. Fourteen. Sorry, my mistake. Um, so yeah, I it's, mean, the, dire- it's, it's the director's movie. only feature, I think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, it. You know, as as Rich said, you know, for curiosity value, you know, um, if you're a fan of Lenny James, fan of Alfred Molina, fan of Jean Claude, yeah. worth a look. Worth a look. Yeah. Absolutely. So there you have it. Um, we don't score them, but we do urge you to go check them out. Um, and that is the end of this week's show. So thanks to Steve and Rich for joining me covering these films. I absolutely love The Killer. I know um, you guys probably not as much, but um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it again. VHS, not so much compared to some of the other early ones, but there you go. Um, definitely going to have its fans. Um, but yeah, Skin and Bone was was superb. It really did like that as a short. Um, please go and check that one out. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook and Twitter at the DTV Digest. Also, the short shots where Rich puts a new short link every evening around about eight o'clock. Thank you for listening. Tune in next time. Thank you for listening to the DTV Digest. Let us know your thoughts in the comments and tune in again next time.